Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hi, the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions are available on the following platforms. Anchor, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. Follow us by hitting the follow button and subscribe so that you can hear all this important information that pertains to life and the future. Thanks. Hello and welcome back. Shabbat Shalom. Um, This is the Sabbath lesson. It happens to be Saturday, the 27th of August, 2022. I have some announcements before we move forward. From my last announcement, I said that we was going to do our last live on Saturday. But there's been a change of plan. So this is actually Friday that I'm doing the live and I'm gonna upload it Saturday simply because there's something very important that needs to um, be attended with on Saturday. And I wanna congratulate my honorary nephew for getting married. Um, I wish him all the best success in his marriage. Um, And Uh, This lesson is going to be uploaded on Saturday, so I'm saying Shabbat Shalom, Um, and uh, we are going to move forward with it, so on with the rest of the announcements, like I said, congratulations to my honorary nephew for getting married to his beautiful fiance. Um, We are listed on three platforms, Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. If you have any questions, comments, concerns on how I'm doing, send me an email. It's one word, cliff, note, the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A at yahoo.com. If I'm going in and out, please just bear with me. Bear with me, please. Because every time I move my head, it's going to be muffled and I need to because I have this board in front of me. So please just, you know, bear with me. Um, Last week, uh, I'm reading my notes, sorry. Oh, uh, like I said, um, last week I was saying that um, this week is going to be the last live, but actually today's Friday, okay? So I'm uploading for the Sabbath, and um, this is going to be the last live before I have a procedure and not be able to talk. So um, I have a lot of pre-recorded daily lessons and I also have some guest lessons. Now with the guest lessons, like I said, um, I usually, I listen to certain people too. Very dynamic people, very uh, people who do extensive research have been teaching for many years and they pretty much are right on time with what they're saying. Because rem- remember, game recognize game, okay? The Most High said, um, 
try the spirits. So if you walk in with the Ruach, and the Ruach could be everywhere, you walk in with the Ruach and you hear somebody else teaching and you, you can identify that the Ruach is there, then you rock with that person. But uh, you will be able to discern whether the Ruach is with that person when that person continues to start talking. Because remember, Yeshua said, you know the tree by the fruit that it bears. So there's some people that I'm going to be uploading while I am healing. And uh, they are going to be teaching. Um, I'm also going to be, like I said, pre-recorded, uh, prepared for this. And praise you, hallelujah. And um, I'll also be um, uploading some other uh, probably videos that you'll be able to see, not only listen to, but see. So um, I'll be trying that. Um, for those people who listen, we're not going to always agree with everything somebody says, because we're all individuals. That's why the Most High, um, when he went to the prophets and he starts um, talking to the prophets through the angels, they're saying different things to the angels in different ways, but it's the same thing. They're saying the same thing in different ways to the uh, people that they're talking to because everybody's not going to receive information and messages the same. So if you listen to a guest lesson, even to me too, you're not going to always agree with what I'm saying, but I'm bringing receipts. So just because I'm bringing receipts doesn't mean everybody's going to listen or receive what I'm saying. It doesn't mean it's wrong. That's what I'm trying to say to you. If you don't agree, just take what you do agree with and leave the rest. That's what I'm saying to you. Because you're not going to always agree with somebody um, saying something. Maybe it's the way that they're saying it or whatever. But if somebody's bringing you proof, like I said, receipts is proof. Somebody's bringing you proof in black and white. It's up to you to receive it or reject it. I mean, it's up to you. Just like Yeshua and all the rest of the prophets, they was talking straight to the most high and I'm not equating myself with any of them or the guest lecturers but I'm saying when the prophets and Yahshua came the one and only begotten son of the most high people did not believe that so that's on you it's on you um the most high is working with the people who um I uploaded um that I'm going to be uploading the guest lecturers and um just working with me take what you can accept Walk your walk. That's what I'm saying. Um, okay. Um, I thank everybody for their well-wishing and their prayers. And um, I hope to um, come back being able to talk and not lose my voice anymore and um, be <clears throat> as healthy as most I intend to be to be. The Yahushua's name. Hallelujah. Now, with that, I am going to do the Yahusha outline number four, um, which is chapters 10 through 12. So it's 10, 11, and 12. And this one is a little lengthy. So um, bear with me and enjoy this last uh, live lecture, quote unquote. <laughs> All right. So. Last week, there, um, we talked about them going and fighting various kings. Well, they they uh, crossed over the river Yarden, and now they're going to fight their first um, battles. Now, remember, I want to give you just a synopsis. Remember, they have to get to Canaan 
and there's several uh, other cities. When I mean several, I do not mean seven. It could be eight, it could be nine, it could be 10, like that. Several other cities they have to conquer before they get to Canaan. Okay, so um, they started fighting already. Remember, the Most High said those surrounding areas, see if they want peace first. If they don't want peace, tear them to shreds. That's basically what the Most High is saying. So they got the message. Everybody's assembled. Yeshua is leading the uh, army and they are going to decimate. So now we are in chapter 10, the five kings attack Gibeon. Now, last week, remember, the children of Gibeon, Gibeon, yeah, Gibeon, the children of Gibeon um, lied to Yahusha and said they came from a far country when they really didn't, and they made peace with them. Remember, we as the children of Israel are supposed to keep our oaths. The Most High, that is a part of the Lord's statutes, precepts, and commands. The Most High keeps his oaths. He expects his children to keep his oaths. But who does that? Nobody. This is why we're in the situation we're in. But anyway, according to Yahusha, we're supposed to keep our oaths. So they had to keep the oath with Gibeon, uh, with the land of Gibeon, even though they were liars. They said they was afraid and all of this other stuff, but they was liars. Now, I want to give you a little, little bit more information about Gibeon. Gibeon was a fierce nation, very fierce. They had some um, mighty men of valor, meaning they had some fierce generals. They had fierce armies and hardly anybody could stand up to them. And they cowered towards the children of Israel. Remember, the children of Israel wasn't as big as these nations. They was not as big. I already told you who's walking with the children of Israel. The Most High is in the midst of the children of Israel. And the, the heaven's armies is with the children of Israel and they are tearing everything down. Now, from last week, you, are, you already understand that there was miracles that happened. Remember, the Most High parted um, the yarding. He picked up the priests that had the, um, the Ark of the Covenant and brought them to the other side of the yard. And remember, when they put their little toe in the water, the edge of the, uh, the beach, that's when the Most High did what he did. The only nation that um, witnessed the Most High's miracles, and the Most High, is you see this. This is explained in Exodus. This is explained in Deuteronomy. It is explained in Yahusha, who they call Joshua. And you already know there's no J's 500 years ago. And you see all the miracles that the children of Israel are witnessing. Nobody else. Now, in Exodus, it says that there were people that served the children of Israel, that they was with them in the camp. It also says that the Most High, when they get to the land of milk and honey, there's going to be strangers and um, passers-by that's going to camp there. Will they be able to see these miracles? No. They won't be able to see it. They won't. This is even in the New Testament, too, with Shaul. When the Most, um, when the most High was talking to Shaul and the people, was, uh, people around him didn't hear nothing. They didn't hear nothing. Absolutely nothing. I think some of them said they heard thunder, but nobody heard nothing. Only Shahul. 
So who's witnessing these miracles? The Most High said it himself in the book of Ezra. I didn't show nobody miracles except the children of Israel, except the children of Israel. So if the children of Israel, Israel are mine, why do I need to even talk to or even pay attention to anybody else? Understand that and know that because as we move on, you're going to see a lot of things by the, uh, the Most High and the nonsense that the children of Israel keep going through and way, the ways that the Most High is going to not only move aside and let the devils take over, but when um, the children who are in the Most High's law, statutes, precepts, and commands, and that's walking with the Most High, the miracles, the miracles is going to continue with them. As the children of Israel separate, because they will when we continue to move on into the scriptures, because they hard-headed, oh gosh, you will see the nonsense. You're going to see the nonsense. This is why the children of Israel, uh, somebody could walk down the street, 45 seconds, and kill somebody. You already know who he's referring to, and nobody do anything. This is what's happening. The children of Israel, they made their own bed, okay? A lot of this is their selves. A lot of this, the stuff that's happening to the children of Israel is on them. Yeah, they did it themselves. You can't blame nobody else but yourself, children of Israel. The original children of Israel, the bloodline covenant of the children of Israel who are walking around today in the land of their captivity. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. So now we are back in Yahusha. Understand what I'm saying when I break these books down. Okay, so the five kings war against Gibeon. Remember, Gibeon was a Fierce nation that made a covenant with the children of Israel by lying to them. Because they were supposed to be wiped out like everybody else, but they lied and said, oh, we came from somewhere else. We just want to make a covenant with you so you don't kill us and all of that. And they lied. But the children of Israel made a covenant with them. And for them lying, because they found out three years later, Yeshua found out uh, three years later, I mean, excuse me, three days later, that they was lying. So now they're in bondage to gather firewood and water. This is their bondage. Firewood and water for the children of Israel. Now think about all the rest of the bondages that other nations went into by heathens and see what they did in regards to putting people in bondage. And the children of Israel put the children of Gibeon in bondage to get to gather water and firewood. I want you to think about all these things when we go through these moments in the scriptures, because you will know beyond a shadow of a doubt who the children of Israel are, who the Gentiles are, and who the heathens are. The heathens are a foolish nation. The heathens are the pagans. Um, I did a lesson called Children of Israel pagan, excuse me, children of Israel, heathens, and um, what's the other word I just said? Um, Gentiles. And um, I'm going to have to upload, re-upload the lesson because I took it down, but um, you're going to know the, who, who the heathens are because the, the most high told his children, you know who the heathens are because they're going to perpetually hate you. That's number one. Um, the um, Gentiles, they're wild cards, meaning they could go any way. We don't know which way they're going to go, but the Most High does, because he said he has two flocks. One of his flocks is the children of Israel, his set-apart branches, the original branches, okay, which is he's they go into the next life. 
The other one is a foolish nation that he went to when he came down as Yeshua. And the Gentiles, those Gentiles that listen to him, he's taking them to. But there's a caveat with that. And I ain't going to go into that because then I'm going to go somewhere else. But the heathens, they just straight up heathens. They are the children of the devil. They listen to the devil and they follow the devil straight up. And I already told you, lightness, I mean, excuse me, darkness cannot comprehend light. Whose darkness? The devil's darkness, his children's darkness, the people down here on earth that like to live fleshly, they in darkness. And the children of Israel and the second flock is going with the most high. Are they going to have enmity? Yes, that means hatred. They are not going to get along. That's what the most high said. I don't ever want you to forget that because you'll know the tree by the fruit that it bears, children of Israel. Now, the Gibeonites are um, Gentiles, yes, and they made a covenant with the, uh, the children of the Most High, and they are their bondmen. They have to gather firewood, and they have to gather water. That's their bondage, and pay taxes later on. Yeah, that's their bondage. They're not being beaten. They're not being sold. They're not being killed. They're not being raped. None of that. That's heathens that do that. Understand that. Okay, so now, five kings war against Gideon. The king of Jerusalem, the king of Zedek, heard that Yahshua captured Ai, which is A, and destroyed it as he did Jericho, and that the people of Gibeon made peace with Yasharel and were living among them. The king was afraid because Gibeon was a fearless nation. But they became tributary to the children of Israel. And remember, the children of Israel wasn't as many as um, everybody else. So King Zedek, the king of Hershbon, Yeramoth, Lishath, Eglon, these are different kings, all went to attack Gibeon. They got angry at Gibeon because Gibeon turned around and started being with Yashtarel, the children of Israel. So they wanted to fight and kill the Gibeonites because they made peace with Yashtarel. So they all went to Gibeon and they fought against the Gibeonites. Now, the Gibeonites sent word, remember, the children of Israel was somewhere else fighting. The Gibeonites sent word to Yahshua, who was somewhere else fighting. And Yahshua took men over to where the Gibeonites was, where those five kings were, to fight. Now, mind you, remember, the Yasharel's fighting other, other. Um, they had several nations that they had to fight. They are fighting other nations. Some other kings from another side came and they heard everything that's going on. Remember, everybody hears everything that's going around. They went <laughs> and they tried to attack the Gibeonites. So since the children of Israel, Yasharel, made a covenant with them to have peace, now they're fighting for the Gibeonites. So the Gibeonites sent words to Yahshua. They sent some people to Yahshua to tell them that they're being attacked. Yahshua because the, uh, the armies and the heavens armies and all of that is fighting with these other people. Yahshua took a bunch of men and started going to fight the Gibeonites. Now, remember, these nations are vast. Yahshua took 
and it's going to explain how many men exactly. But he took a handful of men and is getting ready to go fight these other armies. How is he going to win? You already know. The children of Israel have the most high with them and the heaven's armies. Okay? So that's how they're going to win. The most high said to Yahshua, do not fear them. I have given them to you in your hand. None of them shall stand before you. This is what the most high is telling Yahshua. So when he's taking a handful of the men, the most high said, they already yours. Did I not tell you? If you have the most high, Who's coming against you? If the most high be for you, who be against you? Who could beat the most high? Who? Nobody. Okay? So the most high is saying, don't worry. I got you covered. So Yeshua took them by surprise at night. They went up at night and got these and ambushed these kings. They marched up and the most high caused them to be confused. Listen to what I'm saying. These are these are miracles. Now, mind you, I'm gonna set the stage again. Yahshua is fighting over there with all the armies, all the rest of those nations. Somebody comes and tells Yahshua that the Gibeonites are being um, uh, invaded by five other nations, because five kings re king represents a nation. So five other nations, uh-huh. So they went and they trying to destroy the Gibeonites for being with the children of Israel. Somebody ran or they sent somebody to run over there and go tell Yahshua. Yahshua took a handful of men and the Most High said, don't you worry. I'm putting them all in your hands. Uh-huh, I'm gonna put them in your hands. All of the nations, those five nations, because the five kings represent those five nations. Okay? So when um, Yahshua and his handful of men went to that camp to fight those people, what did the Most High do? Caused all of them to be confused. He caused all of those nations that with the five kings was um, moving forward to fight the Gibeonites, he caused confusion among the nations. Now, how is he causing confusion? We're going to keep reading, and then I'm going to explain to you. The mo and the Most High caused them to be confused. Before Israel, the men, before the children of Israel, and Yahshua struck them dead in a great slaughter at Gibeon and chased these armies away, and they fought those armies far away. Now I'm explaining to you. The Most High caused them to be confused. What does that mean? He caused them to, I already told you the battlefields in the mind, right? All the lessons that I teach you. When the spirits get to you, it, they get to your mind, right? That's exactly how the Most High did it. Yeah, they didn't know. They was just confused, dumbfounded. Like, they didn't, it's kind of like somebody who lost their memory. They don't know who they are. They don't know where they are. Who are you? That's what it was like. And then they not knowing what they doing, they start running. Because they don't know what's happening. But the, the initial um, uh, goal was to go over there and kill the Gibeonites and the children of Israel. Five nations headed by the five kings of those nations. 
So the Most High caused confusion among those nations. The, this is not the first time the Most High did that. Okay? He did it with Nimrod too. In Babylon, in the first Babylon, he did it with Nimrod. Caused confusion. He confounded the languages in Babylon. That's what Babylon means in Hebrew. Confusion. Understand that. Because I'm going to do a lesson on that later. So that's what he did. He caused confusion to these armies. And then they start running. And Yahshua was tearing them up while they was running. It, remember, it's not that many of them. The most I said, I'm giving them all to you. Here you go. Is that not a, um, um, a miracle? Yes, it is. The scriptures say about the children of Israel, one will chase a thousand and two, 10,000. Stop playing. What did the most I say? So a handful of people went over there and started fighting these nations. Okay? If the most high be for you, who be against you? Nobody. So um, Yeshua rescued them. Okay? He rescued the Gibeonites. And um, that was um, chapter 10, 1 through 9, I just read. And now I'm reading um, chapter 10, verse 11. Yah fights among them with the hailstones. Now, it ain't over. When Yahshua is chasing these people down, because they're confused now, they don't know what's going on. And remember, it's five nations that a group of people headed by Yahshua is fighting. So now the most high, first of all, the most high cause confusion among them. So now they just don't know what they're doing. Oh, they don't know what they're doing. They're just running now. Now, as the heathen armies fled away from Israel, the children of Israel, the most high threw down large hailstones from heaven on them as far as Azekah and they died. What did the most high do? <laughs> hail started coming down and he was knocking them in the head with the hailstones. What did the most high say? The most high said, vengeance is mine. Your job is not to avenge yourself. The most high is gonna do it. The most high has beings all over this world, um, all over this world with eyes everywhere and they take notes. This is all through the scriptures, inside that Bible, outside that Bible. You have no idea what's going on in front of you that you can't see. I already told you, you are a little light inside of a temple of your body. The flesh is your temple that you have to dwell in on a physical plane called earth. There's other things down here too that was here before you. And um, the angels that could come down, ascend and descend, down on this physical plane called earth that you can't see. They're in a different dimension on this physical plane called earth. There's different dimensions. You never heard that there were seven dimensions. They say seven, six, many dimensions. We don't know because we're not spirit yet. Only the spirits know how many dimensions it is. When you die and you start learning things in the first seven days, You'll know how many dimensions there are. But right now, since we physical, we don't know. Now, in physics and, um, and um, um, quantum physics, 
they talk about dimensions. They talk about strings. They talk about black holes. This stuff was here way before that. They're just discovering it, quote unquote. But in the Book of Enoch, it says portals and dimensions. How old is the Book of Enoch? 6,000 years old. This is not new to um, the Most High. This is not new, but it's new to humans. You understand human, um, human um, knowledge is frivolous. They just learning this. They still tested it. They don't even know when the scriptures is saying what it says. So who are you going to believe? The Most High who never lied. He's not a man that he should lie. Or you're going to believe all these people bumbling around, making stuff up. <laughs> Let the most high be the truth and every man be a liar. That's a loose quote from the scriptures. Understand that. The most high is not a most high confusion. It's already in the book of Enoch, child. So yes, quantum physics we talk about. Except we're not saying it as quantum physics. Um, social constructs made up the term quantum physics. But according to the book of Enoch, it's portals, dimensions. This is old, ancient. This is not something new that somebody else made up um, as the social construct that the powers that be made up. They're not smart. Trust me. The scriptures say the dumbest thing of, and I'm, it's a loose translation, the, most, uh, the dumbest thing of the most high is smarter than man. Yeah. Because spiritual knowledge trumps earthly knowledge. Yeshua said to Nicodemus, how can I tell you heavenly things when you can't comprehend earthly things? And we can't comprehend earthly things. We can't. We don't know half of the things that's going on in this world. 10 or 20 years ago, people was calling your DNA junk DNA. Okay? A few years ago, probably several, several years ago, that they said they... Um, they cracked the human genome. The most high made it. He knows everything. He knows what's supposed to go where. He, know, he made everything for a purpose. When humans don't know what something um, is supposed to be for, they either make something up or they say you don't need it. Yeah. Like, a, I, don't, I don't know about the, uh, the gallbladder. They didn't know what the gallbladder was several years ago, was for. They didn't know what the tonsils was for several years ago. They couldn't understand what the, D, uh, the DNA was uh, years ago, 10 or 20 years ago. They didn't know. They just learning and they continue to learn. As they continue to learn or guess, because a lot of times it's a guess, it's a hypothesized or a theory. A theory is a guess. So people hold on to that and then they'll go science said, no, this is what I mean about science. A lot of scientists theorize. Theory is not truth. Theory is your thought. Okay? Hypothesis is it your thought. So like I said, the most highs, the, the most, I don't know, the stupidest thing, and I'm saying it just in a loose translation, the stupidest thing of spiritual, uh, in the spiritual realm is smarter than human knowledge. It is. So... I'm just letting you know that before all those people who keep talking about science, they have no idea what they're talking about. They just regurgitating what the masses are saying, what the social construct is presenting. They're regurgitating it. They can't stand on it and 
discuss it. The average person can't stand on it and discuss it because they have no idea what they're talking about. They, they bypass theory and hypothesis if they never, if they're not scientists. If they're not scientists, these are just words that they use for guess. Because if they just said guess, nobody's going to believe it. Just like the devil. If the devil presented you, presented himself to you the exact way of how he is, you would steer clear of him. If scientists just tell you, oh, we guess this happened, or we guess, people are not going to believe them. So they make up words like hypothesis, theory, this, that, and people hold on to it as if it's the most high. And this is what I mean about science. All those people who regurgitate, talk about, oh, no, I don't believe that. I believe science. You don't know what you believe. You don't know who you worship. Just like Shaul said, you have no idea. You're just following everybody else. And nine times out of 10, you do because the devil fools the world. And who is running the world? The devil's children. They run in the world. It says it in the scriptures, the fourth kingdom. Y'all gonna stop messing with me. Okay? We gonna walk through this Bible and I'm gonna show you what the Ruach shows me. We're not gonna play these games. The time for games is over. Time is ticking, time is running out. Okay? <clears throat> We are asking the most high to open up our eyes. And once we open our eyes, we're going to be scared as hell. But we got to go through this stuff anyway. But since you're in a stupor, the most high said he's going to close your ears and your eyes. The average person, you just think it's business as usual. But once you open your eyes, it's going to really be scary. But the most high said, don't worry, because I overcame the world. Yeah, we're going to go through some scary stuff. We really are. And once I start talking about real prophecy... And the fact that we're in it now, because we're in it, one of the templates <laughs> at the end of the world. Yes, we are. You'll see. Anyway, back at um, verse 11, like I said, the most high caused hailstones to drop all over those, um, the armies. And it was killing them. Okay, and then not only was the hailstones doing that, Yeshua and his army started killing them with their swords. <laughs> so they was going in. Can you imagine that? All of these millions of people coming against a few people, and here comes the hail, and it's bopping them all in their heads. And it's big hailstones. Let me just say this too. It doesn't have to be hailstones like boulders. Because if somebody drops a penny, hold a penny in your hand and see how um, light it is. If somebody drops a penny off of a large building and it hits somebody in the head, it could actually kill them. That's gravity, which is also a science. But um, yes, it could actually kill them. So hailstones was coming down and knocking people in the head and killing them, along with Yahshua. And his men, his handful of men, tearing people up. This is what's happening. Now, mind you, the people is in the, not in their right frame of mind because the most high cause confusing among them. So they just running and whatever. So, you know, it's all kinds of stuff going on. So that's verse 11. Uh, verse, 11. verse 12 through 15 is the sun and the moon stand still at the word of Yahshua. Now, this is so important. When I say this is important, this is a huge miracle. 
what I'm getting ready to say to you, I, I need you to brace yourself and I need you to imagine, and you could even do homework because this is listed in history. It is literally listed in history what I'm getting ready to say to you. Okay, I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna read it word for word in the, uh, the Amplified Bible. Okay? Now, while Yahshua was fighting these people, now, we don't know what time of day it was, but Yahshua needed more time to fight these people. So he asked the Most High to stop the sun and the moon from moving. First, I want to tell you what, just remind you, because this is just simple common sense. And I already understand common sense ain't common, but this is spiritual discernment. When you wake up in the morning, the sun is out, right? It rises in the east and it goes down in the west. Not only that, when it goes down in the west in the United States, it comes up on the other side of the world. So the, um, the, um, Asia, the Asia Minor and all the rest of those continents, that's where it goes. And then it comes back up from the east and then it goes back to the west. That's how it happens, okay? But literally, it's not really doing that. The earth is moving on an axis. The earth turns on an axis. I'm going to need you to remember this because in prophecy, the Most High said he is speeding up time and the earth is really speeding up. And that's how time speeds up by the earth. So at this time right here, Verses 7 through 15, the most, uh, Yeshua is asking the most high to stop the sun and the moon. Why? Because he needs more time to fight these armies. It's not enough time to fight the armies. Remember, he got a handful of people. He's fighting five nations. He needs the time. So he asked the most high to stop the sun and the moon. Now, I'm telling you what's going on in scripture. But literally, if you do some homework, if you go online and you type in, uh, the time that time stopped or something like that, when time stopped or when an extended day, something like that, you type in something like that, it's going to pop up because it's literally a scientific, somebody wrote something in it, in history, that this literally did happen because there is proof that it happened. So I'm telling you, the longer, you could type in the longest day or whatever it is. Because literal proof, the most I say in the last days, I'm bringing all truth. There's literally proof that the most high stopped it, but they're not saying it like the most high did it. They're just saying like, oh, this is the long, it's an anomaly. This is the longest day that ever was. The most high did it. I already told you that pagans are the one who make these notes. And remember, when one, um, when one nation conquers another, they get rid of that other nation's information and they indoctrinate you in their information. So yes, this is pagan, um, a pagan research. This is pagan uh, reporting, yes. It's not the children of Israel reporting. It's not no native people over there in the East reporting. Remember that. But I'm just saying, just to tell you that there was a day that time stood still, okay? They're not saying that time stood still. They're not writing it like that. I already told you words and semantics. But there's proof that it did stop. Now I'm getting ready to read it. Verse 12. We're on the, uh, chapter 10, verse 12 through 15. I'm going to read to you. Well, let me go back to 11. 
I already told you as they fled, they fled the people who um, the most high caused confusion. They ran and the most high caused hailstones from heaven to drop on their heads so they died. It wasn't huge boulders. It was hailstones enough to kill them. Okay, it dropped down on your brain and your head is going to crush you. All right, so I'm going to read 11 through 15. As they fled before Yasharel, while they were at the descent of Bethon, the Most High threw down large hailstones from heaven on them as far as Azekah, and they died. More Amorites died because of the hailstones than those who the sons of Israel killed with the sword. Ah, so the Most High was doing it because it was only a handful of the children of Israel that was fighting them. And when I say a handful, it could have been a thousand, two thousand, like that. That's a handful as far, you know, as far as um, the multitudes go. Because if it's if it's five nations, how many people's in the nation? We don't know. It could be millions. But a handful of Yasharel was fighting and the most high hail uh, put hailstones on these nations' heads and they was dying. Far more people died of the hailstones on their heads than the, um, what the children of Israel was doing. Was the most high not with them? Yes. I already told you, this is all. The book of Yahshua, what they call Joshua, even though you know it's not Joshua 500 years ago, it wasn't no days. The book of Yahshua is a powerful book because it's straight up miracles in there. Because Yahshua was faithful and he was faithful since Exodus. Remember, he was one of the 10 that went to scout out Canaan and he brought back a good report, him and... Um, Caleb and everybody else brought back a bad report because they didn't believe the most high. Yeshua believed the most high from the beginning. And that's why the most high is working right in him and through him. Okay. And right with him, rocking with him, just like Moses. Okay. So that was uh, verse 11. Now verse 12, when Yeshua spoke with the most high on the day when the most high handed over the Amorites to the sons of Yasharel, and Yahshua said in the sight of Israel, listen, Yahshua is telling the children of Israel, the, um, the armies, the sun stands still at, listen, he's saying this in front of all of Yasharel, who's the armies fighting. Sun, he's talking to the sun, the sun up in the sky, stands still at Gibeon and moon. Talking to the moon, that moon that uh, revolves around it. Oh, the moon that revolves around the earth. Talking to the earth, uh, the moon and saying, and moon in the valley of Aijan, A-I-J-A-L-O-N, Aijalon. Yeah, Aijalon. Aijalon. Yeah, Aijalon. So the sun stood still and the moon stopped. Until the nation of Yasharel took vengeance on their enemies. I'm going to say something if I, finish, if I finish this. It is not written in the book. Oh, excuse me. Is it not written in the book of Yashia? It's in the, it's in the book of, they call Jasa. It's in the book of Yashia. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to stop right there and then I'm going to keep reading. That was verse um, 13. Now, 
When I say the devil fools the world, I have to keep saying it because I'm going to drill it in your head that the devil fools the world. Because when stuff happens and you start spiritually discerning and it don't make sense to you, just know that the devil fools the world. Now, this is how the devil is fooling the world too. The book of Yeshia. The book of Yeshia, which is the book of Jasa, they call. You already know there wasn't no J's and I'm going to keep saying that. But the book of Yeshia is just as important because it's the five books of Moses. Just as important as this Bible. Why? Because Moshe wrote it. Uh-huh. And these five books that's in the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, that's the book of Yahshua. It's those five books. So what pagans did, they don't want you to listen to the book of Yahshua because it's more meat in it and more information. They, they take those first five books and they put it in a Bible and then they mix the Bible all up and do their own words and shift it all around. And that's how you know. Now, if you never heard of the book of Yahshua, you just read it. It's just in, it's in Yahshua, which they call Joshua 10 and 13. That one sentence that says, is this not written in the book of Yahshua? If you read that, you wouldn't know that there's a whole book of Yahshua that tells you a whole bunch of other stuff. And I believe the book of Yahshua probably goes more than that, more than the first five books. But if you didn't know that there was other books, if you just thought it was these 66 books, you're being lied to by the devil. I already told you there was hundreds of books. I already told you when one nation conquers another, they get rid of their stuff and indoctrinate you into their doctrines. However, when these kingdoms knew that they was conquering Yasharel, they did not believe in the Most High. The Most High allowed them to do that because the children of Israel was not listening. This is what I'm telling you. When you don't listen to me, the curses is going to get on you. One of the curses is you're going to be um, scattered all over. That's one of the curses. When the children of Israel got conquered five times, five times, but in the book of Daniel, it says four. They did not count Mizraim. They didn't count Mizraim because that's the first ones. All the rest of those kingdoms conquered the children of Israel, but they was not as harsh as the fourth kingdom. This is what Daniel, I mean, excuse me. Yeah, this is what Daniel's dream was. This is what the angel was telling Daniel. This is what I'm telling you. It's in the book of Daniel. They was not as harsh. They were harsh, but not nearly as harsh as the fourth kingdom, which we are now in. The whole world is now in the fourth kingdom. The whole world is in the fourth kingdom. Who is ruling in the fourth kingdom? If you want to know all that, go to the book of Daniel and read it. But we will be breaking down the book of Daniel and we will be re we will be breaking down spiritual Babylon, spiritual Mizraim, spiritual Sodom and Gomorrah. I'm going to do all of that because we running out of time, people. We don't know how long we have. We in the time of uncertainty. And as the most high deals with me and helps me to decipher these, I'm going to tell you. I'm saying this to you to let you know beyond a shadow of a doubt, if you don't listen to nothing else and you only listen to the Bible, it just says this right now. Is this not written in the book of Jasa? It's saying Jasa, but it, it's really Yashia. 
is saying this in the Bible, in the Amplified Bible, in regular language. So would you not wonder, what's the book of Jasper? Would you not wonder that? It just solidified the book of Jasper. It just um, made or uncovered the fact that there is a book that you should be reading. And these, the, the, um, the Bible, even if it's deciphered in different ways, is still going to drop jewels. The Most High is going to get his word out no matter what humans, heathens, pagans do. The Most High is going to get his word out. And he said in the last days, all truth is going to be revealed. So for those children who the Most High, they tapping them on the shoulder, you going, you going, you going, you're going to be opening your eyes and you're going to be know, knowing stuff. You're going to be holding on to stuff. You're going to be connecting with stuff. You don't even know how you're doing it. The Most High is leading you. I'm telling you. You listening to this, um, this um, platform right now is not by chance. It's not. Whether you walk away from it, whether you stay with it, whatever it is, it's not by chance. Because the Most High said, everybody's going to know my name and every knee is going to bow. How are you going to bow your knee? Because the Most High, everybody's going to be dead and the Most High, gonna, everybody's going to be bowing their knee when the Most High re resurrect everybody. That's number one. Number two, everybody's going to know the name of the Most High. They're going to know. They calling them by the um, Latin name, Jesus and God, which is not the name, but it might be opening up the uh, a foundation for the truth, which is his name is I am Yahuwah, and his child, one and only begotten son is Yahusha, which means savior. Yahushua means I am the savior. Understand that. So... It says in the scriptures that um, Yeshua has his father's name. Yeshua, Yahuwah. Yeshua, Yahushua. Yes, he has it. God, Jesus. Does that even make sense to you? Does it make sense to you? For those people who are able to spiritually discern, does it make sense to you? You're going to stop listening to these Latin words because the Most High said, Hebrew is the original language. It's the language of his children. A lot of people don't, many of his children are scattered, so they don't even speak Hebrew no more. And there's something about that, there's something that the Most High says about that too, that um, inspired Solomon and King David. Um, they say stuff about that too in um, the book of Psalms. But I'm saying to you, the scattered children, the Most High understands their heart because the Most High is still, he has his eyes on them. He still got his eyes on them while they're scattered, okay? Because the Most High say, I scattered my children so that they could be the light to the Gentiles. Uh -huh. And if you don't believe that, Yahshua is the, in the line, Yahshua came from the line of Yahuda that scattered. Uh-huh. So I don't want to get off topic, but I need you to know that the devil knows exactly what he's doing when he's fooling people. But the Most High is not letting it go down because the Most High is choosing his people and they waking up and they understanding. When you are spiritually elevated, nothing gets by you. This one verse, this one sentence lets you know that there's other books, not only 66 books or even 70 books in that Catholic Bible. That is um, Catholic, you already know. We already talked about the Catholic people. Not the people, but whoever runs the Catholic Church is the great whore on a dragon. But anyway, like I said, 
there's going to be stuff all over these scriptures. And once we get to them, I'm going to tell you there's other books because there are. And when they listen, remember, the Catholic Church is the one that took all the books. What was the fourth kingdom that um, that uh, conquered the world? The fourth world rulers. That's the fourth kingdom. They were world rulers. Rome. The Catholic Church took all of the children of Israel stuff. Divided it up. Start doing whatever they wanted to do start making up whatever that they wanted to do. They changed the Sabbath by a decree. The decree is online. You can look at it and said they ain't going to worship on Saturday, which is the Sabbath. The Most High said, keep it holy. Okay, that's one of the lowest statutes, precepts, and commands. What did the Catholic Church do? They turned around and said, we're going to do it on Sunday. What does the whole world do? Well, predominantly the whole world. Go to church on Sundays. Is the devil not fooling the world? I didn't already say what I said. I'm not going to break down all that because I already told you how the devil fools the world. I already did that lesson part one, which is three parts of that part one. But I'm saying to you, there's more than 66 books. We are just seeing now, is it not written in the book of Yashir? I already uploaded the book of Yashir. You can listen to it. It's more information than what's in this in here. This is how people controlling you by religion. Yahshua, uh, Yahshua, the one and only Most High Son, Yahushua, who they call Yahshua for short, which means Savior. Yahushua, I am the Savior. He said, you're not going to the next life from your tradition and your religion. Religion is being controlled by the devil. You don't believe me? Do a little bit of homework yourself. You don't even have to do a lot of homework. You can pull up that decree that changed that the Catholics changed from um, Saturday to Sunday. You can pull that decree up. You can literally pull it up. That's number one. You can see um, you can see in the news and all these clippings online, or if you go to the library or do whatever you're gonna do with your research, you will find physical evidence that the Catholic Church changed it. You will find physical evidence what Constantine did in history. You will find physical evidence of religion versus spirituality you are a spirit i don't care what you believe you're a spirit because you are the little light from the father of lights that's the distinction between spirituality and religion am i religious no to the hell no no and you shouldn't be either but there's nothing you can do about being spiritual because you're a spirit it doesn't matter what you believe. There's a difference. And people mishmash it, and that's how the devil fools you. Oh, no, I'm not going to listen to that because I don't believe in religion. I don't believe in religion either. But you can't fight the fact that you're a spirit. And even if you don't believe that you're a spirit, because I already told you, pagans don't believe that they're spirit. They believe they flesh first. And what rules the flesh? The devil. So right there tells you. This is quote-unquote science that somebody, in a pagan person wrote. I'm telling you what they wrote. They believe they flesh first. They don't believe in a spirit at all. They believe in a conscious or your, um, your soul. They believe in that because that's where psychology and all that stuff come from. You're not going to mess with the most high. The most high knowledge trumps earthly knowledge. Understand that. When you're work, working and walking with the Ruach, you will know more than physical knowledge. 
than earthly carnal knowledge. I'm, I'm admitting that. I'm educated, okay? I'm two years away from my doctorate. I understand this. I totally understand this, okay? And I'm, I'm not, don't misunderstand me. I'm not knocking with, not wisdom, knowledge. I'm not knocking knowledge in your area of expertise because the most high blesses people to be in certain areas on earth as human beings, which is something different because um, it does say in the scriptures that the most high blesses you to be in your area. He does. When you're able to do something and it feels effortless and you're making a different difference in um, human, your brethren's lives, that's a blessing from the most high. That's not to be confused with what I'm saying to you because the devil does rule the world. The devil does. The devil does fool the world and rule the world. The most high said he is the God of this earth and that people are worshiping the creature and not him. So don't misunderstand and don't misinterpret what I'm saying to you. Yes, I'm an educated person. Yeah, I've been to school many years. Yes, 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 yes. But the purpose of that, that the most high allow is for you to help your fellow man. That's what it is. When you start getting fleshly, when you start getting greedy, when you start getting gluttonous, when you start doing that, that's when you sway and left to the devil. Because that's what the devil does. The devil uses everything fleshly, like gluttony. Oh, I got to have more money than everybody else. I got to have 50 yachts. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to have more of this. I got to control this. No, that's not from the most high. Because if you notice with the children of Israel, the most high said, everybody got to share. Nobody's going to go hungry. You must share. This is where tithes come from. But what do the devil, what does the devil do in religion? Oh, you got to give it all to the pastor. You got to do this. That's not how it was. We already went through that. The only people who didn't get nothing, physical things was the Levites. The Levites lot, which their inheritance was the most high. When you got the most high, you don't need nothing else because the most high told the rest of the children of Israel, you're going to give to the Levites. Not only are you going to give to the Levites, you're going to give to all the, um, the females whose husbands died and their children. So the women and the children, you're going to do that too. You're going to give it to them. That's where ties come from. I don't know how they misconstrued it now and you're supposed to be giving it to the, uh, the pastor. I don't know how that is. Okay? Because the, these pastors are heathen pastors. They're pagans. They're not the children of Israel. Remember, the Most High only dealt with the children of Israel. So how is that being done? How is it happening now? Religion. Who is the head of religion? The devil. I already said, child, we just, we just, I just spoke in a circle. A complete circle to you how the devil is doing it how he's making it crooked, how he's leading you, how he's fooling you. I already said it. I just said it in a circle. So I already reared off somewhere else and now I'm getting ready to rear back where I was. So like I said, verse 13, Yeshua said, is this not written in the book of Yeshua that the earth, I mean, excuse me, that the sun stood still and the moon stood still? This is science. You can find this. Uh-huh, uh-huh, in articles. You can find this in articles. I have found it in articles. Yes, this is the truth, honey. The most high stopped the sun and the moon for Yahshua. So the sun stood 
live in the middle of the sky and was in no hurry to go down for about a whole day. Uh-huh. Verse 14. There was not, there has not been a day like that before it or after it when the Most High listened to the voice of a man. Yeshua. For the Most High was fighting for Israel. Is not Israel the apple of the Most High's eye? Even when the Most High spanks Israel until their behinds is roaring, he still loves them. Do not get that twisted. Because there's a scripture that says that the pagans is going to be killing the children of Israel. And they're going to think that they ain't doing nothing wrong. But the Most High writes down everything through his, his, um, his creatures. It's written down all the time. And oh, the Most High is going to do something about that. And we ain't going to talk about that later, but that's also a prophecy. See, the people who, there's going to be people that's not going to like what I'm saying. There's going to be a lot of people who's not going to like what I'm saying, but guess what? Don't listen. That's number one. And if you do listen, understand that I'm reading straight from the scriptures. I'm not making anything up. You can get your Bible every time I come on. As a matter of fact, Go, you can get your Bible. I already told you this is Joshua 10, uh, chapter 10. Now I'm on verse 15. You can literally get your Bible and walk through it. I will walk through it with you. So it's not something that I'm pulling out my hat, honey. Okay. And trust me, I meditate on these scriptures. I read these scriptures. I have the books. Okay. I'm not talking out of the top of my head. Verse 15. When Yahshua and all Yasharel with him returned to the camp at Gilgal. Now, understand what happened, what the Most High did for Yahshua. He stopped the sun and he stopped the moon for one day so that Yahshua could tear these nations up and go on about his business. That's exactly what happened. Okay? That is Yahshua 10, verses 12 through 15. When the Most High stopped the moon and the sun from moving so that Yahshua could tear down these nations. And the most I helped him. Hailstones, confusion of mind. Oh, the most high is no joke, baby. You're not going to play with the most high and you're not going to underestimate the most high. The most high is not something that you could pull out the box. Oh no, not my God. Not my God. Oh no, he don't get angry. The most high said he's wrathful. He said, vengeance is mine. He said, the he sent out the law of sowing and reaping. What you sow, you're going to reap. You're not going to play with the most high. I don't know what you're thinking when you talk about your God. Oh, no, my, that's not what my God did. This is what I'm telling you about religion. Religion is telling you about some frivolous God. Oh, no, God didn't make evil. It says it in the scriptures that the most high made evil for his own purpose. He has to make evil to get rid of um, and, and um, to get rid of people, number one. And to um, correct people. That's what the Most High does. He uses evil for his own purposes. And somebody who's able to spiritually discern will be able to receive that. People in religion, following religion, they're not going to be able to receive that simply because their eyes is closed and their ears is wet shut. You're not going to play with me and you're not going to play with the Most High. Because the Ruach is dealing with me and I'm able, praise your hallelujah, to break down what I can understand from the Ruach, and I'm able to explain to you. 
And I thank y'all because a lot of times when people are trying to teach, they don't get through to you. I am praying in the name of Yahushua HaMashiach that you able to receive my message the way I'm receiving the message from the Ruach. So let's keep moving. Chapter 10, 16 through 21. The five kings are murdered in a cave. The five kings of the Amorites ran and hid themselves. Now remember, people was running and Yahshua was killing them. But the five kings got away. But they didn't get away. You know, they got away at that time, but they didn't get fully away now. Because remember, the Most High said, I'm giving them all to you. He said that to Yeshua. So the five Amorite kings ran and hid themselves at Makkada. Makkada. Yeah. M-A-K-K-E-D-A-H. And someone went back and told Yeshua. And Yeshua said, block off the way with large stones and don't allow them to go back into their cities as the Most High has given them into your hands. Yeshua and the army pretty much whipped, excuse me, wiped out the heathen armies, but the remnant survived and got into the cities. What is this? No one uttered, oh, no one uttered against uh, the children of Israel. No one uttered a word, a word against the children of Israel. I'm reading my own right, writing because it's on a board because I have to write it big, but I write like chicken scratch. So some of the things, um, <laughs> it takes me a minute to figure it out. Okay. So Yeshua ran down those five kings because they thought they was getting away. They ran into a cave. Yeshua told his uh, group, his the group that was with him, block off this cave, block off the opening of the cave so they don't get out. Now, while they was running, some people did survive and they ran back because they didn't want nobody to run back into the cities. Because remember, everybody didn't go off to war. You know, it's like now, the whole United States is not going to go to war, even though those armies will represent the United States. The women, the children, the young people and the old people and whatever else, they still home. So they didn't want, Yeshua didn't want them to run back there because naturally there's more people there. Everybody in that nation didn't fight. Just like everybody in um, the nation of Israel, Yasharel, which is Israel, didn't fight. Only a select, um, the selection of the Most High. Remember, the Most High said people 20 years old and up to 50. I want to say 50. Yeah. From between 20 and 50, they was fighting. Everybody else was still there with the rest of the nation. So that's what happened. But they didn't want nobody to go back to these nations. So verse 22 and 23, they are brought forth. So Yahshua then said to the um, to the people, move the cave, move the, uh, the rock that's in front of the cave and bring the five Amorite kings. And the children of um, Israel, the armies of the children of Israel, opened up the caves and brought out the five kings, um, the kings of Jerusalem. Now, let me just stop that right now. The king of Jerusalem. Remember, Canaan is the physical land of Israel. Canaan is the physical land of Israel. So there was a king there, 
and is the king of Jerusalem, which is Amorite kings. Before the children of Israel, remember, the Most High changed Yaakov's name to Israel, Yasharel. There's a physical land of Israel, and there is a man the Most High calls Yasharel, who they call Israel. The children of Israel, Yasharel, the bloodline children of Israel, are not in the land of Israel today. They are not there. There might be a sprinkle of them because they in religion and they went over there when the Most High said, don't go over there. They in there, a sprinkle of them is, but for the most part, the children of Israel are not in Israel today. They are not there, okay? They're not there. Now they can call themselves Israelites, just like I live in New York. I can call myself a New Yorker, but I am a child of Israel, bloodline. Do not get it mistaken. Anybody can live anywhere, but their bloodline is not tied to the physical place. Understand that. That's why they call people African-Americans. We're not African, but we do live in America. We are Yasharel. We are not Hamites. Hamites are Africans. This is where the confusion and the devil comes in. This is what I'm telling you. You're not going to play that. All melanated people are not the same. I already said that before. Just because we got the same skin color, we are not from the same nations. Understand that, know that. Everybody's calling each other, um, they saying black, which is social construct. African-American is a social construct. <laughs> they calling us all kinds of stuff. Meanwhile, they're not calling themselves who they are. They just say they're Americans when no, they're not Americans. They came over here killing the Americans. The Americans is barely here. Okay? The blood-born people who've been here, the, uh, the indigenous people who've been here, they are the Americans. Everybody else is from Europe. We from Israel by way of Africa. Anyway, that's geography. Okay. It's for those people who don't who just believe in school and know I believe that everything I'm talking about got something to do with education. So understand that. But I ain't gonna go into that. Like I said, we back on um 22 and 23. So they brought out the five kings of, of the Ammonites. Jerusalem, the king of Jerusalem, excuse me, Hezbon, um, Yarmouth, Lakshon, and Eglon. Those are the five Amorite kings that Yeshua said, open up the door of the cave and bring them out. Now we're on 24 and 25. Um, scornfully used. Then the kings were brought forth. Yeshua told his armies, Come up close. I want you to listen to this. I want you to listen to this. I want you to focus on this. I want you to understand what I'm getting ready to say to you. Yeshua said, this is uh, verses 24 and 25 of chapter 10. Bring, bring these key kings in front of me. Everybody gather around me. This is what Yeshua was telling the, to the armies. Come up close. I want you to put your feet on the necks of these kings. Yeshua said to his armies, I want you to put your feet on the necks of these kings. Does that sound familiar to you? 
did you recently hear, recently within the last few years, hear that pagans putting their knees, feet, everything on the necks of the children of Israel? You see how the children of Israel was the head and not the tail here in the book of Yahshua, excuse me, yeah, in the book of Yahshua? And now, think of now, they at the bottom of the barrel. Why is that? Because they did not listen to the Most High. Understand every nuance that I read in these scriptures. Every nuance I'm going to need you to pay attention to. So Yahshua said back at uh, 24 and 25 verses, gather around me. Bring these kings forth. Gather around me. Come up close. I want you to put your feet on the necks of these kings. And the children did. Yahshua said, don't be afraid of them. Don't be intimidated. Be strong and be courageous. For this is what the Most High will do to your enemies. Now, I'm going to stop that right there. There's more, but I'm going to stop that there. The Most High said that the children of Israel are the apple of his eyes. And everything that these pagans do to his children, even though he's spanking them and he's using them to correct them, they did too much. And because they did too much, the Most High is going to get them. That's in the Shepherd of Hermas. I already uploaded the Shepherd of Hermas. You can listen to it. But the Most High said he's going to get all those pagans that did too much to his children. Now, he wanted to, he used the heathens to reprimand all pagans, to reprimand his children, but they did too much. I already told you what pagans do. Pagans do too much. They do too much. You see with the children of Israel, when they have um, bonds, people, you gathering wood, you gathering stuff, you bringing me to stuff. That ain't nothing in the grand scheme of killing somebody, raping somebody, ripping their skins off, um, cutting into their body with no anesthesia, um, believing that they different from them. I mean, they do all kinds of stuff different from them as being human beings by cutting them, injecting, injecting them with diseases, doing all kinds of stuff, medical apartheid to them. This is what the pagans do to the children of Israel. I'm going to need you to understand that. I'm going to need you to make a, a, a mental note of that and don't forget that because as we continue to keep moving, you will see the atrocities that will happen to the children of Israel for insubordination. Back to 24 and 25. Yeshua says, put your, um, your feet on their necks. They do that and he assures them that the Most High is with them that the Most High is going to get to their enemies, okay? Now, again, Yeshua said, be courageous for this is what the Most High will do to your enemies who you are fighting and about to fight. So Yeshua is encouraging them, don't worry. It could be thousands of armies. We're going to be each and every last one of them because the Most High ordained it. Yes, there's not a thought in Yeshua's mind of anything else except for victory. That's faith. If you have faith like that, you will be able to tell that mountain to move into the city and it will do it. That's what it says in the scriptures. If you have faith like Yahshua, you will be able to tell the sun to stop moving and the moon and it will do it. If you have faith... <laughs> The most I said, who is Yeshua in the flesh, of a mustard seed, 
you be able to move that mountain. Mm -hmm. You be able to move things literally, like Yahshua. I'm me, like Yahuwah allowed the sun to stop, the moon to stop. He's moving stuff. Okay, that's what faith does. You can't do nothing without faith. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Nothing in the most high without faith. Okay, now we're on verse 26 and 27. The kings get hanged. Afterward, Yahshua killed the kings and hanged them on five trees. Now I'm going to stop that right there. I already told you the most high said everything is contingent on the, on the children of Israel. If they do what they're supposed to do, all the blessings is going to get get on them, chase them down the street. This is according to Deuteronomy uh, uh, chapter 28. If they do what the most high said, even their enemies will be at peace with them. If they do what the most high said, his Lord's statutes, precepts, commands, and his blessings and curses, if they do what the, uh, the most high said, all will be well with them. They will multiply. They will have money. They will have security. They will have everything. But if you don't do what I say, you're going to be cursed here. You're going to be cursed there. You're going to be at the bottom. You're going to have pagans killing you off. You're going to have all of that. It says that in Deuteronomy 28. We already went through that. Go up to the um, platform library and listen to it again. If you listen to it before and listen to it for the first time, if you have not listened to it, I went through the book of Deuteronomy word by word, just to break down the book of Deuteronomy to let you know beyond the shadow of doubt who the children of Israel were and are, number one. Number two, everything that the children of Israel are doing to other people is now being done to the children of Israel. This is why I told you about putting... Um, the knee and the foot to somebody's neck. Did they not do that to the children of Israel? Yes, that has been done to the children of Israel and continues to be done. Now we read in 26 to 27, they was hang, hanged on trees. Five of the kings was hung on five trees. So when these five kings was hung on five trees, understand Yeshua was hung on a tree. They keep saying the cross, but it really wasn't the cross because at that time they wasn't say, um, putting people on crosses. You could do some homework on that too. They was hanging them on trees. They was impaling them. That's what they did. There wasn't no crosses. They just putting up crosses all over the daggone place. <clears throat> and if you see in the Bible that you use for those people who read the Bible, you will see, you will see it being interchangeably said by cross and tree. There is a pagan, there's a, there's a uh, symbol, there's a, the cross is a pagan symbol. There, it, mean, it's, it has a meaning. It has a meaning. Um, but if you notice, because I already told you, if the Ruach is um, dealing with you, you pay attention to everything. Because the Most High um, allows you to pay attention to everything so that you can decipher what is uh, from him and what isn't. Remember, deciphering the spirits, the, uh, the most I said, try the spirits to see if they from him. So if spirits, we are all spirits. What are we doing? What are we thinking? That's what you need to understand. Go beyond all this pagan stuff as human to human. You're a spirit in a physical being. 
and back to the uh, tree. All this stuff was done way back in biblical days. So they hung these five kings on a tree, but Yeshua was also hung on a tree too. He was hung on a tree. And this is how you could tell. Um, Peter, Kepha, who is the captain of the apostles, okay? When he walked with um, Yeshua, who is the most high in the flesh, he said it in his books that Yeshua was hung on a tree, okay? Everything else is bull, okay? Go according to the apostles, Kepha. Um, there's also other books inside. It could be in, um, off the top of my head, Psalms that King David um, prophesied or Solomon. And the books outside of the scriptures talk about tree. I need you to understand being hung on a tree because what were the children of Israel in the United States tortured and put on trees? Uh-huh. When Yahshua said that they're going to hate me, I mean, excuse me, they're going to hate you because of me. You are my children. Brethren as um, Yahshua, but children as the Most High. You my children. They're going to hate you because they got because they hate me, because you, you are the children. So they're going to they're gonna hate you. They're going to perpetually hate you. That's number one. This is in the scriptures. And they're going to torture you just like they tortured me. That's what he told the um, apostles. Yeshua was hung on a tree, not on a cross. These five kings hung on a tree. The children of Israel, the United States, when they came here in bondage, when they was punished, what was they done? What what was done to them? Excuse me. They were hung on trees. If you ever heard that song, Strange Fruit, that's what it's about. By Nina Simone. Yes. This is not. This used to be celebrated by pagans. Put on postcards, all kinds of stuff. You have no idea the atrocities that happened to the children of Israel. Nobody talks about that. They try to bury it. Just like it says in the scriptures, the pagans are going to kill you. They're going to do all kinds of wicked stuff to you. And they're going to say like they didn't do nothing. They're going to act like they never did anything. What's happening now? I'm going to need y'all to pay attention. Okay? These are the pagans. I'm going to need you to pay attention to everything. Because there's more to meet your eye and your five senses. And this is why history is his story. They don't want you to know history. All the stuff that's going down right now with um, the schools and all of this stuff, it's all tied together. Okay? And it goes deep. Back to what I was saying. So I said that to say, when the Most High said you're going to be blessed, and you gonna, everything's going to be well for you when you start listening. But you, if you don't, you're going to be cursed and it's going to follow you. You see how Yahshua hung these five kings on five trees? Now the children of Israel were hung on trees along with Yahshua. Even though the children of Israel started that nonsense, the Levites, the wicked Levites started that. Um, they started the plan to hang uh, Yahshua on a tree. 
and the, and the pagans followed right along with it. Yes. So back what I was saying. So they took the five, they hung them on five trees and um, until the evening. And then the five um, kings that died on the trees, they were hanged. They were taken down from the trees and cast into the caves. And they, they dug graves for them and hid in them and then put stones on them. Okay, and they were, um, and then a, a boulder was pushed over the entrance of the cave. And that's where they remained. Verses 28 to 42. Seven kings more are conquered. Now I already told you, Yeshua had to conquer all of the nations that surrounded Canaan so that they could take Canaan. The Most High is walking in their midst. Remember, they, 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 are, um, they are alone conquering all these nations. The Gibeonites is still where they are in their own land, because they made a covenant. They tricked the children of Israel. They made a covenant. So now the, uh, the children of Israel made a covenant with them. So they right where they are, where they been. The children of Israel is going and conquering all of these nations. It's not that many children of Israel in the grand scheme of all the nations that surround Canaan. The most high is with the children of Israel. And the heaven's armies with the captain is with the children of Israel. And as you could tell, all of these miracles are happening. What we call miracles, but this is just every day with the most high. Yeah, I'm a rock with my children and I'm gonna make it so because I'm giving these armies to my children. I said I was gonna do it and I'm doing it. Oh, the sun stopped. Oh, the moon stopped. Oh, I'm getting ready to elevate the children of Israel and move them to the other side. Oh, let me cause the hell to bounce on these people's heads so I could get rid of them. Yeah, that's the most high. So, like I said, verse 28 to 42, then Yeshua and the armies went to Makeda and took it. They conquered it. They left no survivors, just like in Jericho. Um, Yeshua also destroyed Livna. The Most High gave him the land also with his king. This also happened to the nation of Lachish. Horam, Eglon, Chevron, Devonir, or Debir, Debir, and their kings. Yeshua smote, he struck, excuse me, smote, he struck, meaning killing, all of the country of the hills and of the Nager or Negev. Negative, N-E-G-E-V, or let me see what that is, negative, because I don't know whether that's a V or R, I'm just going to say negative, what is that, well, hold on, it's negative, that south country, end of the valleys, the low land and the slopes that descended to the Dead Sea, and all the kings, Yeshua left no survivors, just as the Most High commanded. And the, the um, bridge of that is Deuteronomy 20, verse 16, because that's what he said he's going to do. Yeshua struck slash smote them from Kodesh, Barnea, even unto Gaza, and all of the country of Goshen, even to 
Gibeon. And Yahshua took all these kingdoms at one time because Yahuwah, their El, fought for Israel. What is L? I already told you, big E, big E, big L. Capital E, capital L. That means power. Because the Most High, who that is Yashorel's uh, power, the children of Israel's power, fought for them. Uh-huh. Does it say they did it themselves? No. Yahshua said, vengeance is mine. The children of Israel were the tools to get rid of these nations. The children of Israel didn't just go and start bombarding, doing none of that. No, they couldn't do nothing without the Most High's word. That's what the prophets for. They couldn't do nothing. And you'll see while they continue to have wars with people and all of that, you'll see that they didn't move without the word of the Most High. So whoever's telling you, you know, if you ever hear, oh, yeah, because the children of Israel, all they did, you know, they just went in there, they just start fighting and this and that. No, they did not. The Most High led them to wherever they needed to fight, and the Most High did all the work. The children of Israel didn't do as much work as the Most High did. The Most High was wiping people out. If he wasn't sending bees and wasn't causing hailstorms, windstorms, causing confusion in your brain, all kinds of stuff, that's what the children, um, that's, excuse me, that's what the Most High was doing to the children of Israel's enemies. Yes. I just want you to understand fully that the children of Israel didn't have no power without the Most High. And nine times out of 10, which probably I could say 10 times out of 10, the Most High was doing all this stuff. Even at Jericho, when they kept walking around the city, all the walls came down. You try walking around a city <laughs> one day for seven days, and then for the seventh day, walk around seven times and see what happens. Nothing. <laughs> but the children of Israel did it, and the walls came tumbling down. Now, that's the most high. Now I'm on chapter 11. Northern Canaan taken. Now I want you to I want you to know this. Canaan is Israel. Today's word Israel. Today, Israel is a city, or maybe a state, whatever it is. Back in the days, it Canaan, which that's what it was, and Canaan is the land of the Hamites, the dark people, the melanated people. Look at what's over there today. Look what's over there today. That's how I'm telling you things change. When people get captured, the fourth kingdom, which is other people, when they captured, which is wrong, they mingle, they mix, they do all that. And you'll be able to, you'll see this. It's in the, it's in, um, prophecies, it's all kind of stuff telling you how things change. Things will always change. People will always move. People will always um, move from one place to another. They always did that. They steal lands. They do all, all that stuff, which is against the law of the Most High. And they've done it. And this is why the whole world's going to be reprimanded. Oh, yeah, they are. Because they sin and left and right. I already told you the devil rules this world. The devil is the god of this year. The devil is the, the god of this earth. Excuse me. He's the prince of this year, the god of this earth. And the Most High is going to allow it for a certain amount of time. And then it's going to change. This is prophecy. I say that to say the children are getting ready to um, conquer North Canaan. Who am I referring to during this time? 
everybody who the children of Israel was fighting, everywhere that they invaded, they all melanated people. Every last one of them is melanated. All of them is melanated. Different nations. They all melanated. Canaan is originally a melanated land. Canaan is Israel. Canaan was vast. Israel is a city or a state today. It's been broken down. It's been um, sectioned off, all kinds of stuff. So biblically, Canaan is huge. And I already, I already told you, Canaan was taken over by the Amorites. They was all melanated, Hamites. Um, the Amorites had all of that nation. And I already named all those nations. But today, it's a state or a province, whatever they call it. It's sectioned off. It's not half as big, not a quarter as big as it originally was. So when you're looking at prophecy, you got to understand maps. You got to understand real stuff. You got to go according to the scriptures, to the letter, to understand where things really are and not where they are today. Because things have changed dramatically. Even people changed. They've been mixed and mingled with. It says this in the scriptures. Understand that. I'm going to tell you this, though. The Most High said he's going to clean the blood. He is going to clean the blood. When he starts fixing everything, he's going to clean the children's blood, the children of Israel's blood, because it's been polluted, diluted. It's been all kinds of stuff. But anyway, back to what I was saying. I just wanted to give you that little jewel. Chapter 11, Northern Canaan taken. Now, it's all about Northern Canaan being taken over by Yahshua. There's 23 uh, verses in this chapter, and I'm going to read one through nine right now. And it says, when the kings of Hazar, Madon, Shimron, Akshpath heard of the wars, remember, um, Yeshua and his nations is going and slaughtering everybody. Do you notice how many nations there are? They had to conquer before they got to, um, to um, Canaan. It's a lot. We already went through, okay, that was the five. And then he went to another five. That was five. That was five up there in chapter 10. And then he went to other nations that was like one, two, three, four, five. Five. Between five and 10, because they keep naming these nations. But there's so many nations that surround Canaan. They have to fight all of these nations. So, like I said, when the kings of Hazor, now there's more kings, Hazor, Madden, Shimron, Ashpath, heard of these, that's one, two, three, four more kings and nations, heard of these wars, they set out to fight the children of Israel, as well as the other kings in the surrounding lands. This is how many they had to fight, and it wasn't that many of them. I already told you, one chase a thousand, two ten thousand. There were multitudes of people wanting to fight the children of Israel. And they all camped out. Did you hear this? There was multitudes of nations that wanted to fight Israel. They heard how Israel was slaughtering, but what they don't know is that the Most High Yah is walking among them. And the captain of heaven's armies, who the Most High sent. It's not only the children of Israel, which is nothing compared to these nations. 
That's like 10, 12, 13 nations. It said multitudes of people want to fight them. Okay, that's verse uh, 1 through 9. Now 10 through 15, Hazor is taken and burnt. Yahshua goes through these lands like a lawnmower on grass. I'm telling you, the most high is saying, here you go, baby. Here you go. Here you go. He's just handing them over. Those angels are slaughtering people. They're getting in their minds. They're causing confusion. They're doing all kinds of stuff. And you saying that there ain't no spirits? You got to stop lying to yourself because you sure ain't lying about the truth. I mean, you sure ain't lying to us because the truth is they are spirits. You're a spirit. The Most High has spirits on this earth. They're in the firmament. They're in the skies. Heavens, skies, earth, under there. That's where they are. When I say firmament, I mean heavens, which is the deep skies. I don't mean the heaven of heavens where the heavenly hosts are. Two different things. Okay? Now, Yeshua burnt Yeshua turned back and captured Hazor during the war and killed the people of that land, set fire to it, burnt it down. Yeshua captured all the cities of all the kings and destroyed them, just as Moses has commanded before he died, he told Yeshua. However, Yeshua did not set fire to the walled up cities except for Hazor. Now there's walled up, remember, there was a lot of walled up cities because there's people trying to conquer them. So they build moats and walls and all of that. Okay. But Yahshua set fire to most of those cities and killed all the people, except for the ones that had those big walls. Okay. And that was Hazar. But he went in there and captured that kid and he burnt the land, but he didn't tear down the wall. They took the plunder and spoiled and killed everyone, just as the Most High commanded them. All right. He commanded Moses to do it, but since Moses didn't listen, the power was given to Yahshua. Okay. The original command, excuse me, was for Moses to do it. But Moses didn't listen. I already told you he didn't talk to the rock. He smote it. So he couldn't go to the promised land. He couldn't go fight. It wasn't nothing wrong with Moses when he died. Nothing. He had all his faculties. He was fit as a fiddle. And, and just as youthful as he wanted to be, okay? He died in his hundreds. He was just as youthful as he wanted to be. But the most I said, it's time for you to die because you didn't listen to what I said. And I'm going to show you that I am the most high, not you. I do love you, but I am going to reprimand you. And he put the power, took the power from Moses and gave it to um, Yeshua. This is why Yeshua was going around just stomping him out. Verse 16 through 20, all of the country taken by Yahshua. Yahshua took all the countries, the hill country, the south country, Goshen, the lowland, Arabah, uh, Arabah, Arabah, the hill country of um, Israel and its lowland. I already told you there's a land of Israel and the people of Yahshua. I already told you that, two different things. From Mount Halak to Seir in the south. I'm going to need you to remember that word, see ya. As far as Baal Gad, I want you to remember Baal Gad too, because I already told you, the Most High said the children of Israel um, have his name. 
for the for the children who have my name turn from your wicked ways well guess what the demons the devils their children got their names too Baal, B-A-A-L, Baal, Baal Gad, that's a land that worships Baal, a demigod who is a, a devil. They have his name. I already told you, the, the devil's got children too. In the valley of Lebanon, Mount Hermon and everyone else, oh, excuse me, and killed all the kings. He fought with these nations for five years. It says a long time, but in the um, Amplified Bible, it says around five years they was fighting. They was at war for five years, killing all these people. Only the Gibeonites made peace with the children of Israel. Everyone else died in battle. So think about, I want to say maybe 20 nations. I want to say give or take 20 nations. Give or take 20 nations went up against the children of Israel. And every last one of them got slaughtered except for the Gibeonites who was cunning enough to lie to the children of Israel and say, I'm here to be your friend. I want you to have a covenant with me, which they lied. And the children of Israel found out three days later, but they made the covenant and they couldn't go back on the covenant because the most I said, you're not going to go back on your word. But guess what? They are tributary to the children of Israel to bring wood and water, which is nothing in the grand scheme of slavery. So, and the Gibeonites was fierce people. They were fierce fighters. And that's why the rest of the lands got mad at them. Because they was like, yo, y'all could beat them. And you got a nerve to make a covenant with them? This is why all that stuff was going on. So chat, um, chapter 11, verses 21 to 22, the acronyms cut off. Now, I already told you, and we already spoke about this. We didn't speak about this in detail, but in Genesis, we know that um, the fallen angels, which were the watchers, the fallen angels had sex with the children of men and defiled themselves, and they had uh, children. The children were the fallen angels. Oh, excuse me. The children were the um, giants. And they kept having kids and this and that. Now, there is a such thing as the book of giants. Um, you can go read it if you want to. I'm not going to upload it. But you can read it if you want to. And this is the generations of the giants. Another nation wrote this. The children of Israel did not write this. This is why I'm not going to upload it. Just know that there are, there were, and there, um, there is in some people's blood, not in ours, of giants and other things. I'm going to do a lesson on that. Other humanoids, quote unquote. I ain't going to do it now, but I will be doing it when I uh, complete my research. <clears throat> the Amorites was mixing of angels. Now, let me go back. The Most High caused the flood or allowed the flood. I'm just going to say allowed the flood. There's a reason why I said allowed the flood. It's a mystery, but I'm just going to say it like that. He allowed the flood because wickedness was there. The angels was having sex. Everybody was having sex. Everybody, the devil was causing them with um, instruments and all this other stuff. It was a lot of wickedness going on. This is why the flood happened. So uh, the flood happened to wash away and kill all the inhabitants of the earth. Now, 
this is where people get confused. And they said, well, if it killed everybody on the earth and only eight people lived and they started the earth over, how is there giants? This is how. If you go to the book of the giants, you will know how. But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you a little short synopsis. They're giants. There's some giants that's huge. Now, I recently read, this goes, this goes with um, the book of Enoch chap chapter 15. Because when the, um, when the um, giants walked the earth, the Most High said they was as big as clouds. See how big clouds are? Look up in the sky. See how big clouds are? That's how big the giants was. If there's a flood on the earth, some of the giants survive. Okay? That's number one. Number two, the giants wasn't stupid. They was from angels. Human women, but from angels. Angels know spiritual things. And heaven, uh, angels know heavenly things and earthly things. That's what angels know. Humans only know earthly things. This is in the scriptures and outside the scriptures. Yeshua says this. You only know um, earthly things because you love the earth. It says it in Ezra too. The heavenly uh, hosts, which are the children of the heavens, they know heavenly things and earthly things more than us. Uh-huh. That's what I'm saying. When the Ruach deals with you because the Ruach is a spirit, the Ruach is going to give you heavenly information. So you're going to know more than the average person. You're going to have more sense than the average person. That's number one. The giants was flesh and spirit, no soul. They was as big as clouds and they kept having babies. Then they started sinning. They started eating one another. They started eating humans. They started splicing DNA. They started making dinosaurs. They started making all kinds of stuff. You will not know that in these scriptures, but you'll probably know that in the book of Giants. Now, I'm not inviting you to go to the book of Giants because another nation wrote it. Just like, okay, the other nations in biblical times, they had, they was smart. Everybody was smart. Remember, there was more spirits back then because they was worshiping devils. So naturally, the devils was telling them because they were spirits. I already told you, spirits know more than humans. How do you think all this uh, stuff was happening and we don't know how it happened? The spirits was helping. Anyway, uh, Mizraim, which is uh, Egypt, Babylon, all of these people. Remember, Babylon is um, um, Hades. Or I would say Hamites and pagans. I'll just say pagans because you're a Hamite being a human Hamite in the line of the Hamites, but your belief is in the devils. That's what I would say. Yeah, because I can't say Hamites are wicked and all of this stuff. What you believe and what you follow makes you wicked. What you believe and what you follow makes you wicked. So you could change your mind at any time. And I need you to understand that because I'm not saying Hamites are wicked. I'm not saying Japheth ice are wicked. I'm going to go according to the scriptures because Shemites, they showed they behind too. And that is the original line of the children of Israel, Shem. So I'm not saying these people are wicked, but the things that they do, the way that they go and what they follow will make them wicked by the way that they act and the way that they, um, remember, if you're listening to the devil and you, uh, you're listening to them, you're going to start acting like them. So like I said, that's what it is. I'm not saying the people itself 
is wicked because the most high said he's going to bring two flocks. So I can't say that. But what I'm saying is when you start following wickedness, you become wicked. Even the children of Israel, a lot of them was following wickedness. That's why it's only going to be a remedy. So I don't want people to set, to think that I'm on a certain, I'm only for the children of Israel and everybody else's devils. That's not what I'm saying. I'm reading the Bible. I'm reading what the Most High said at this time in the book of um, Yahusha. I'm reading what it says, but I'm telling you there's pagans and then there's children of Israel. And then the whole world is fooled except for the very elect. Why are they fooled? Because they're following the devil. The whole world is fooled because they're following the devil except for the very elect. That's what I'm saying. Just as simple as that. So, <laughs> um, Yeshua comes and he takes, um, did I already say that? He takes the, yes, I did. Sorry. Um, 16 and 20. All the country is taken by Yeshua. So, I said that too. 16 and 20. He took all those kings and they was fighting for a long time, which was five years. Now I'm on 21, 22. The Anakins, oh, that's what I meant. Because you know, that's why I don't like it. I like to stay on course. I, now I'm back to the giants. The giants was big as clouds and they were sinning. That's why there was a flood. But some of the um, some of the um, some of the um, giants survived, and they continued to do what they was doing. Not only did they survive, not only did they survive, their um, their doctrines survived. Remember, in um, the book of um, Enoch, chapter fifteen, the Most High said He's going to kill off the. Um, the giants and they're going to be wicked spirits on earth. If you listen to the wickedness, if you listen to wickedness, that means the devil and the wicked spirits and all that, then they got you. They can lead you to their doctrines. You pull out their doctrines and find it because this is this happens. They're talking to you because wicked spirits talk to us all the time. The battlefields, the mind. They're leading you to where their doctrines are. You pull out their doctrines or unfurl their doctrines wherever they are and you start listening to their doctrines. That's how people started doing it after the flood. Because, you know, that big, that big question mark is, well, how can it, the most high cause the flood? Why is it that people are evil if he already washed it out? It's very complicated. Number one, when Adam sinned, a seed of wickedness was planted in him. Mm -hmm. That's why not everybody was blessed by the most high. First it went to Adam. He was supposed to bless everybody. But since he gave his power away, a seed of wickedness was planted in him. Cain and Abel with Cain was wicked because he's the devil's child. That's why he killed Abel. Okay. And then the most high blessed Adam, Adam again with Seth. Seth's line was the blessed line. Meanwhile, Cain's line was wicked by the devil. This is in the book of Yashir. Go to the book of Yashir. I already uploaded it. But I say this to say wickedness survived the flood. I say this to say wickedness survived the flood. Okay? So, now, the Anakin are the descendants of the giants. Okay? So now I'm going to explain to you. And this is in um, Yeshua chapter 11. 
verses 21 and 22. But it was the purpose of the Most High to harden the hearts of the nations to meet Yasharel in battle so that Yasharel would destroy them and receive no mercy. Just as the Most High commanded Moses. And at that time came Yeshua to cut off the Anakin from the hill country, from Hebron, from Debir, from Anab, and from all the hill country of Yahuda, and all the hill country of Yasharel. Yahusha utterly destroyed them with their cities. There were no Anakin left in the land. In that land, there was no Anakin left on the northern Canaan side. There was no Anakin left in the land of the children of Israel. Only in Gaza and Gath and Ashdod, which is Philistia, some remain. Now, I know that was a lot. But I'm telling you this, the Most High sent Yahshua in there to kill all those people because they are the descendants of the giants. Now, what was the giants? Wicked spirits. What did the, uh, what did the, um, the original angels do? They came down and they had sex with the women, which was abominable according to the Most High. So the Most High said, I'm going to wipe you out. When he wiped them out, because they as big as clouds, some of them survived. That's number one. Number two, their doctrines survived. So when um, Noah and his kids got out the ark and they started multiplying, some of their children went wicked. Uh-huh. And I'm going to tell you which ones went wicked. The line of Japheth and the line of Ham went wicked. Not all of them, but some of them. And that's what the lines are. Now, Canaan was occupied by the land of Ham. Yes. Now, remember, they started, and this is in the book of Yeshia, they started stealing land. What is one of the law, statutes, precepts, and commands? Not to steal land. What are people doing today? Killing people and stealing their land. That's, a, that's against the most high's laws. Now, I say that to say that um, the descendants of the giants is the Anakin, which is, they lived in Philistia. So they was called the Philistines. Just like if you live in New York, you're a New Yorker, but they are actually the descendants from the giants. So what Yahshua did, he killed most of those um, people that was from the line, line of the giants, except for the ones that was in Gaza, Gath, and Ashdod, which is Philistia. Those are the ones that remain because we know this because fast forward with King David, when he was a little boy, he killed Goliath. Goliath was a Philistine, descended from the giants. Okay? Now, Yahusha then took the whole land of Canaan, according to Yah's command of Moshe, and Yahshua gave it, it as an inheritance to Yasharel, the children of Israel, according to their divisions by their tribes. So the land rested from war. So let's sum this up, okay? Because that was the whole um, 
chapter chapter 11 from verse 1 to 23. The land worth, uh, rest from war. Yeshua went in there. He killed up all the lands from North Canaan. He killed all those nations except and he killed all, everybody, even the, the uh, descendants of the giants. Except for the people that, except for the uh, the descendants of the giants that lived in Gaza, Gath, and Ashdod, which is Philistine. Okay? He didn't get those, but he got everybody else. And the Most High ordained it. Yeah, because he didn't want them there. And he told the angels that I'm going to kill your spawn. I'm going to kill him. He told them that. That's the Genesis. And the rest of it is in the book of Yeshia. Now, is the Bible tampered with? Yes, it is. Because if it was really true, all this stuff will be in the Bible. That book that I gave away, that some lucky listener got, is the Sefa. It has all that in it. So you would be able to have that in your fingertips. You'll be able to have that Bible at your fingertips and have all those books in that one, um, one book. And that's how important that book is. Now, with people with regular Bible, now you got to go get grab all this other stuff and bridge, bridge it here, bridge it there. In that Sefer, it goes according to all the way it's supposed to. Okay? It's even different from the regular Bible. Because in the New Testament, they got Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. That's not how it was. That's not how the, do um, the documents, um, that's not how the Sefer was written, the Sefer's. John is not supposed to be with them. That's not how it was written. This is how the devil fools the world. I'm telling you in every way. Okay, so now we're on chapter 12. The king's defeated by Yasharel, the children of Yasharel. I just say Yasharel because there's a land of Israel and the children of Yasharel. Remember, Yaakul was named Israel, Yasharel, by Yahshua. I mean, Yahuwah, the most high. Yasharel means Israel in regular English. Yasharel is the Hebrew word. Okay? Now, we're in chapter 12. The king's defeated by Israel, um, and it goes from uh, verse 1 to 24. So I'm just going to read it straight out. And it says, the two kings whose um, countries Moses took and disposed of, so that's 1 to 6, and it says, these are the kings that were defeated, whose land they possessed beyond the Jordan toward the east from the valley of the river Arnon to Mount Hermon and all of Arba, Arba to the plain of the east. Moses, the servant of the Most High and the sons of Yasharel defeated these kings and the Most High gave the land as a possession to the Reubenites the Gadites and the half tribe of Manasseh. So the people of the east of the Jordan, the Most High had the children of Israel to kill off so that the Reubenites, who were the children of Israel, remember there's 12 tribes, the Reubenites, who is Reuben is the uh, progenitor, the Gadites, Gad is the progenitor, that is the forefather, and the half tribe of Manasseh. Manasseh is the child of um, Yosef. Okay, and um, verses 7 through 24 is, 
um, the one and 30 kings on the other side of the Jordan, which Yahshua smoked. It's 31 kings that he smoked on the west side. It's two kings that he smoked on the east side and 31 kings on the west side that he killed that the children of Israel, the rest of the children of Israel is going to live on the upside. And it says, these are the kings of the lands whom Yahshua and the children of Israel defeated on the west side of the Jordan from Baal Gad, Baal, B-A-A-L, Baal, that's how it's pronounced, Baal, because there's a hyphen between the two A's, but I'll just say Baal, Baal slash Gad, in the valley of Lebanon to Mount Halak, which rises towards Seir, Yahshua gave their land to the tribes of Israel as Yahshua, a possession according to the divisions, according to their lines. Out together waiting for the children of Israel at the waters of Mermon, Merm, Merom, Merom to fight. The Most High said to Yahshua, do not be afraid for tomorrow. Oh, I'm sorry. Wrong, wrong read. Okay, so um, verse 7 through 24, like I said, is the west side of the Yarden. It's 31 kings that was killed. 31 nations was killed. So I guess it was more than 20 nations. 31 nations on the west side of the Yarden was killed. Two nations on the east side of the nation uh, of the yard and was killed. So it's 33 nations altogether that the children of Israel had to go in there and kill in the span of five years. Only the most high could do that. Only the most high could do that. And none of them was killed. You did not hear that any of the children of Israel was killed, maimed, none of them. The Most High said, I'm giving them all to you. Did you not hear me read that the Most High said, I'm giving them all to you? And he did. Nobody died. You didn't read. Nobody got hurt. Nobody died. None of the children of Israel did. Is that not a miracle? How many miracles did I read to you? How many? The sun and the moon stopped. The Most High um, put hailstones down on the people's head. He confused the masses. He um, he sent his heaven's armies to go in there and start fighting with them. The Most High did all these things for Yah um for Yahusha. Okay, in the name of Moses, because Moses should have been doing this, but he didn't listen. I want to say this: if you're in the Word of the Most High, if you're in the will of the Most High. Everything that you do is going to be blessed. Just like it says in Deuteronomy 28. If you're not in the will of the Most High, you're going to be cursed. I'm talking to the children of Israel mainly. But there's another flock. They are saved by grace. You Just because the, um, just because the Lord's statutes, precepts, and commands was not written for you initially does not mean you don't follow them. You do. In the United States, the uh, amendments and those constitutional laws was not written for the children of Israel because the um, idea for the pagans was for the children of Israel to stay enslaved. So they was only 
um, thought of as three-fifths of a human. This is the children of Israel. So this is how bad they had it and still do. It just revolved into um, psychological slavery. And, and um, quote-unquote racism and division like the devil causes. But anyway, if you in his will, all will be right with you. If you are not in his will, and this is everybody, because he said whosoever now, even though the children of uh, Israel still apple his eye, he's still holding out for everybody. He said he doesn't have any favorites. If you walk in his word, if you live in his word, if you hold up his word, if you wrap his word around you, if you use his word like a sword, a double-edged sword, all be, will be well with you. If not, you're going to be cursed with everybody else. Remember, the Most High has two flocks. Yeshua said he came down here, he's going to have two flocks, two. One is the original set-apart branches, which is the children of Israel, and the other ones are Gentiles. Uh-huh. There's more to say about that, but I'm not going to go there. When we start going into prophecy, I will decipher that because there's a book that says that because the um, this uh, second flock is going to be serving the children of Israel. And I'm just going to leave it at that. But that's in the Bible. So um, I hope that this lesson edifies you. I know I'm long-winded. I want you to know as much as you can, and I want you to be aware of everything because everything you see, there's more to it. There's more to everything that you experience. Everybody looks at it as face value because we are so used to walking in our five senses and being humans, the world is lying to you. They telling you that you're just a physical being, a fleshly being when you're not. And once you start learning who you really are, which is a spiritual being, a little light from the father of lights encompassed in a fleshly coat on a physical plane called earth when everything else is down here too in a different dimension according to um, the book of Enoch chapter 15 um, and the Bible wickedness in the air wickedness in the skies wickedness in the firmament <laughs> it says it is the faster you know who you are, and I mean spiritually understand who you are, the better off you'll be. You'll be able to see that things, especially the children of Israel, are not for you here. Yeshua said, don't love the world or the things of the world. Even the people of the world is in darkness because they love darkness instead of light. The Most High is light. The Most High is calling his children He's tapping them on the shoulder. He's whispering in their ear very, very lightly so that you got to stand still and listen to it. It's not the jargon that the devil keeps talking. It's that little small voice that wants you to listen to it and not the nonsense that the devil's talking. Because the devil talks to us all the time. All the time. He never shuts up. Turn from your wicked ways, everybody. The original branches and the honorary branches. Turn from your wicked ways and walk in the most high. Things will be better for you. Now the whole world's gonna go through hell because high water already happening. The scriptural prophecy is the world goes through high water and hell. And they didn't know back in biblical days which was which. The prophet didn't know which one was which. And this is in the book of um, Ezra. 
They didn't know which was going to come first, the high water or the hell, until Noah. And then when Noah had to build that ark, they already knew there's the high water. The second end of the world, the major end of the whole world is going to be through fire. And it even talks about that in um, Revelation and talks about that in all the prophets, how it's going to end. Cosmic fire. What is cosmic fire? Asteroids, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. It could also be, um, um, what is that? The um, Atomic bombs. It could be any of that. It says that in many scriptures and many um, prophecies. And we head in that way now because things are assembling. So as we continue to walk in this word, the most high is going to um, give me the inspiration to teach you what needs to be taught. Because when I start doing daily lessons, I don't just think the stuff up. I'm telling you, I have this inspiration to start writing certain things. And that means somebody needs this word. Somebody needs it. It's not me just thinking of, oh, yeah, okay, well, I'm going to think this up today because I don't like this and I don't like that. No, the inspiration comes to me because somebody needs a word. I told you we're not in here. We're not on this earth by ourselves. We are our brother's keeper. So as the most high elevates you in a spiritual way, you are able to connect with your um, brethren. And that's everybody the most high chose, Gentile and Yashabel. That's everybody the most high chose. You are able to connect with them in some way. You may not even know directly what's happening to them, but they might have something going on with them. And all of a sudden, you have this inspiration to say something or give them something or give them a word or whatever. That's the most high doing it. So just like I said, when I do these lessons, when I do these daily lessons, I didn't just wake up and go, you know what, I'm going to do this lesson. No, that inspiration hits me in the daytime, in the middle of the night, while I'm walking, while I'm driving. That's why I carry a pen and paper everywhere I go, because when the inspiration hits me, it's like a torrential rain. The whole lesson comes to me. And all I got to do is look up the scriptures. The whole lesson comes flushing over me. And then I just write down the scriptures that go with it. That's how the most high works. He's, that's how he's working with me. I don't know. He may work with other people different, but I'm telling you how it works with me. So with that being said, I said, I hope that this lesson edifies you. I don't want to say, I don't want to um, offend people. This is what I don't like saying. I don't like, I don't want to offend people, but I don't like saying I don't want to offend people because I'm reading from a 6,000 year old manuscript. And it seems like every time somebody like us from Yashorel get in the truth and they start um, saying stuff from the scriptures, everybody in the world gets mad. They get an attitude, they get in their feelings. They do because they don't like what's being said. But there's a scripture and it's not in the, in the Bible. And it says that the devils don't like the truth. When the uh, truth is being told to devils, they start getting angry. And that metaphor, don't, don't throw your pearls to pigs because they'll trample, trample on them and they'll rip you apart. That too. So I say that to say, this truth is not going to be comfortable. This truth is not going to be happy. This truth is not going to be 
um, something that's going to sit well with people. And it says this in the book of Enoch. This truth is not going to sit well with people, but it's going to be all right. Because you need to know the truth. The lie must be exposed. It has to be. The most I say he's going to reveal the truth in the later days and people are going to be pissed off. Oh, they're going to be pissed, especially the children that fool the devil. I mean, excuse me, that work with the devil. The children who are the devils and the children who walk with the devil, because there's devil's children. I already told you Genesis 3 from um, 14 to 16. The devil has children and the devil talks constantly and those who listen to him become fleshly and they listen to everything he said and he rules them. Remember, the devil does not like you. He told the most high from the beginning, I don't like that. And I ain't worshiping them either. I'm fire, fire. They ain't nothing but clay and matter. I'm going to run them to the ground. That's exactly what he's doing. In the end of everything, there's people who, they are devil worshipers. But guess what? How can you worship somebody who hates you? That just doesn't make sense to me. But that's also in um, Revelation too. They say that the most high, um, that these children are going to know that the most high is who he is and he is the father of life and they still going to follow the devil. Knowing damn well, the end is going to be them getting um, demolished and they still going to do it. This is the craziness. This is how much the devil has a hold on the people in this earth. So with that being said, I say as time comes and we keep moving on, as long as the Most High feeds me, I'm going to feed you. I'm going to give you what I got. And with that, I say that, um, like I said, send prayers to me. I'm going to need them. I'm going to be recovering in a couple of weeks. Hopefully, we'll be back and I will do outline number five. Um, Y'all willing? And uh, if you have any questions or concerns, you can email me at this is one word, cliff note Q, the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A at yahoo.com. Or you can upload a question or a concern on Spotify. I will see it. Just because I'm going to be recovering, I'm just not going to be able to speak. I'm still going to be walking around doing stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to be able to speak. I'm going to be down for a couple of days and I'm not going to be able to talk. So. I did do my uh, uploads, so you'll be hearing uploads, and you'll also be hearing guest lessons, and this is all to edify you. Um, you are my brethren. I know that we are not here alone, and the Most High is working with you. You know you understand the truth. You understand that people are supposed to be together. You understand that everybody's supposed to be um, respectful and loving to one another. You understand that, but the world is saying something different. I love and respect everybody, but that's not going to stop me from telling the truth. It's not going to stop me. Just like the Most High said he loves his children, but he's still going to reprimand them. Does that, does that mean he hates you because he reprimands you? Most High said he reprimands his children because he loves them. And if he didn't, then you ain't his child. You a bastard. Nobody want to be a bastard. So I want to help my brethren, my brothers and my sisters everywhere. Turn from your wicked ways. And with that, I say... Until next time. It's good to hear the word of truth from the Most High. But you know what's better? Hitting that follow button 
and hitting the small bell next to it to be notified of new content. You can also save a life by sharing this valuable content. Go ahead, save a life today. Thanks.